So from the gift by Hafiz, when I want to kiss God, when no one is looking, I swallow deserts and clouds and chew on mountains knowing they are sweet bones. When no one is looking and I want to kiss God, I just lift my own hand to my mouth. Another one for a single tear. I know of beauty that no one has ever known. How could that be possible when I may seem so new in infinite time? It's because God belongs to only you. Did you hear that? Did you hear what Hafiz has just said? God belongs to only you. It is the only reasonable payment for a single tear. It's kind of interesting. I, I did something a few years ago. I just needed a little personal time, a personal retreat. And so I took a day off and kind of went off by myself and took a few books, uh, Gibran and all kinds of different poetry books and different books to read. Uh, Kabir is a good one. Nanak is a good one. They're just a little harder to find. But um, I just took the day off. And I went and sat in the park and just read and then contemplated what I was reading. And it's interesting when you really take the time to do that for yourself because certain things can come alive and awake inside of you that are just laying dormant. And it sometimes needs stimulation in order to allow that to come out of dormancy. It needs stimulation, it needs opportunity, and it needs the space by which to come forward and present. So by giving ourselves that opportunity, at least for me, it really does help to take that time and to give myself that opportunity to just kind of wake up to those inner truths that are already there. It's nothing to learn. It's just something to become aware of. That's what meditation is about. We're not learning anything. We're not obtaining anything. We're just waking up to the greater truth that lies within us and that we know. But we are so caught up in the knowing of the world and the things of the world that oftentimes we lose sight of the truth of what we really know inside. At the very center, at the very core of our being is all the truth that there is. And that center and that core is our soul. That soul came into being long before anything else in creation. And it contains everything in its very core. It contains the loving, the understanding, the wisdom, the insight, everything. And if we would just stop for a moment and give ourselves that opportunity to truly experience the movement and allow it to come to surface, we would be surprised at just what we truly know, what we understand, and it would be easier once we've experienced that to begin to choose into it more and more every day. And that's often 
the challenge on this pathway. We are so caught up in the world. We are so focused in the things of this world and how the world works and how we have to work the world and in the tangible things that seem so real and so present and so important that we lose sight of what is really at the core of our being. And yet, the things that we are longing for, the things that we are searching for, the things that offer us the solution and the answer to the things in our existence and in our life here, isn't in the world, it's in ourselves. It's in the very center of our being. And if we can just relax enough and give opportunity, that joy, that peace, that wisdom will rise up reveal itself to us, and we then can begin to choose to live into that rather than the ways of the world. I have found that for myself. And sometimes when I get very caught up in the world, and I can, because as long as you're in the body, the world is ever going to be pulling at you and pushing at you and demanding of you. And it's very easy to sometimes lose sight of your center and to look back out into the world and get caught up in it and feel responsible to it. But I have learned that when that happens in my life, I need to take time. I need to get away. I need to give myself a personal retreat, if you will. If not for a whole day or for a few days, at least for a few hours in a day, to where I can begin to wake up once again to the truth that lies within me and honor that and to choose into that and live into that rather than living into that sense of separation and getting caught up in the realms of separation, which is this physical creation. So look and see, are you giving yourself time? Even your daily meditation, are you giving yourself enough time to truly allow yourself to experience that place of loving, that place of centeredness, that place that is your soul. And every day it's going to be different. I'm sure if you're meditating and you're doing it regularly, you know that every day the meditation is different. One day it's like, wow, that was so easy and so great. It was so easy to get into. And the next day it's like, oh my God, when is this hour going to end? Because it just seems like it's just a chore. What I've learned is to be patient. To be patient with myself and to be patient with the process and to be patient with God. And to be aware that God is ever being patient with me. And patience is a big part of this pathway to be patient with ourselves, to be patient with the world, to be patient with God. And oftentimes we really haven't talked enough about being patient. To me, being patient is being kind, being caring, being loving with whatever it is I'm being patient with, with myself, with another person, with a situation, with God, And you might want to just ask yourself over and over daily for the next few days, 
What is patience for me? And how do I live patience? How do I define patience? How do I choose into patience? Do I know what patience is? Have I ever really experienced it? And begin to come to an understanding of what patience is inside of you. Because it is a quality of God, one of the aspects of God that dwells within us. That oftentimes we lose sight of and never pick back up. And then we're impatient with our lives, with ourselves, with our family, with our friends, with the situations in the world, and we wonder why we're miserable. Well, I have found that one of the doorways inside of me to allow the loving to come present and allow the loving to move in my life is in patience, by being patient. I have found for me, there are things that I want in my life. I want it right now. Come on, Lord, get it here. Hurry up. What's taking you so long? And when I find that running inside of myself, I have to slow down, get centered, and find that place of patience. Get in touch with that quality that is the divine in me and that aspect of the divine that is patience. And let it be. One of the first places I began to experience this whole challenge with patience was when I was growing up and I was reading different things about spiritual development and awareness, mostly in the Christian dogma at the time. And there was this focus on be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And so I began to look at that and to practice that. Be still. Well, what are we doing when we're doing meditation? We're being still. We're stilling the body. We're stilling the emotions. We're stilling the mind. And we're giving the opportunity in that stillness to discover what is then present. To, start, to become aware of that presence of life in the stillness that is God, and allow ourselves to experience that. And so I remember sitting and being very still one day as I was just focusing on be still and know that I am God, be still and know that I am God. And as I was doing that, I kept feeling something kind of stirring inside of me, and I, I'm going, no, no, I want to be still. I didn't want this energy moving and kind of pushing at me to get up to the surface. But it wouldn't stop. It just wouldn't stop. So finally I just said, okay. And instead of trying to focus on the stillness, I paid attention to this energy that was bubbling up. Just bubbling up inside. And as it came present, I realized it was this quality of patience. And I realized that I wasn't being patient in my time with God. Sometimes I would be going to God, 
to just be loving with God and to receive God's loving. But other times there would be other things stirring inside of me that was standing between me and God, between me and being present with my own loving. And my focus would be really on that and not on loving God. And then I would become impatient because I wanted to handle these things or I wanted to get an answer for these things. I wanted them to go away or I wanted these things to come to me that I was wanting and needing in my life, I thought. And all of that would just take me out of that presence of stillness and that quality of peace. But when this energy rose up and just like a bubble popping in my consciousness, all of a sudden I was aware of this sense of patience. And what I was aware of is not my patience, but God's patience. Because really, all these different qualities that we speak of in here, loving, joy, peace, and patience, and all the different qualities are those aspects of God that dwell in our soul that are just waiting to be lived, waiting to be allowed to live in you and through you. And so when this bubble burst and all of a sudden I was aware of patience, I was aware aware of God's patience with me and how patient God was and is with me. If we can stop and look and realize that God set us out on a great journey, a great journey of experience, and we've been on this journey for a long, long time. And when God set us out on this journey, God knew that we were going to wander all over the place, that we weren't going to walk that straight line and just go into experience, have the experience, and come right back. God knew we would wander all over the place, in a sense getting lost. But God in his loving and in his patience has allowed us to do just that. And God is very patient. He will allow us to make our mistakes, to make different choices, to go different places, to turn our back, to turn toward to go into the greatest depths and darkness and into the greatest light. And God is ever patient with us in that journey and allows us to do what we want to do. God doesn't dictate to us at all. Sometimes I wish God did. It would be a lot easier if somebody was just standing over my shoulder going, nope, 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 can't do that, got to do this. But God doesn't do it that way. And when I became aware of God's patience in my life, in my being, with me, I realized I wasn't patient with me. God's patient with me. God's patient with all of us. But I realized I wasn't patient with myself. 
I would get very impatient if I couldn't have a spiritual experience, if I couldn't sense that movement of loving, or if I couldn't get it my way. And so I began to focus on this aspect of God that was dwelling within me and moving within me now called patience. And I became aware of something that was quite interesting. I realized I was very patient with other people. But I wasn't patient with myself. And where I really needed to to live the patience was with me. It begins and ends with myself. It begins and ends with you. I was aware of patience, and I was living it to an extent, but not to the fullness. And I was living it outside, in the world, with others, but not with me. And I realized in that action, in that awareness in the moment, that sometimes I wasn't being patient, I was being tolerant. I was tolerating people, but I wasn't being patient with them. Not in the way God was being patient with me at that moment. And I realized that true patience contains so many different things within it. A kindness and a caring, a loving, attention, and so much. And so I began to look and see, how could I be with people differently? How could I live this sense of patience with others and allow them their experience, allow them their journey, just as God has been patient with me and allowed me mine? And so it was very interesting that very day that I had that experience. I came home from school that day. My mom came home and then my dad came home. And my dad was just really not in a good place. He had had a very tough day. He was very upset, very impatient with me, with mom, with our dog Blackie. And my mom said, you might want to go to your room and just kind of stay out of the way till he calms down. And I thought, as I walked to my room, I thought, no, I want to see if I can figure out how to be patient with somebody like this. How can I begin to live that which God has given me now to understand? And so instead of retreating to my room and closing the door and hiding, like my mom wanted me to do, I went into the living room and sat down while my dad opened up a can of beer and started to have his beer. And he turned on the TV to watch TV and I just sat there. And my dad would look over at me because I never did this. My dad would look over at me and then he'd look back at the TV and never said a thing for a long time. And then he looked over at me and he says, what, did I not give you your allowance? And I go, no, no, I just wanted to be with you. And he goes, hmm, okay. And he looks back at the TV for a while, 
goes off and gets another beer and comes and sits down. And he turns to me and he says, so what do you want? I said, I just want to be with you. And he says, right. And he watches the TV for a while. And then he finally turns to me and he says, no, what do you really want? You're bugging me. You're bothering me. Why are you here? And I said, I just wanted to be with you, Dad. I wanted you to know that I'm with you in the times of the good and the times when you're upset. And I'm not taking it personal if you're upset right now and it seems to be focused on me. And he goes, where are you coming from? (laughs) And I go, I just learned something today and I'm trying to practice it. And he said, so I'm your guinea pig? I get to be the one you practice on? And I go, well, you seem to be present with me in my life, and here was an opportunity. And he goes, okay, so what is it you're learning? What is it you want to get out of me? And I said, I don't want to get anything out of you. I want to understand patience. I want to learn how to be patient with people. And he goes, oh, I get it. You're trying to lecture me about not being patient with people. I'm not being patient with you and your mom right now. I'm not being patient with the people at work. Is that it? You're going to lecture me? And I go, no, no, no. I don't want to lecture you. I'm not trying to change you. I'm trying to learn something. I said, maybe what I need to ask is, can you tell me what you know about patience? And he goes, well, you're just witnessing it today. This is what I know about patience. I don't know how to be patient. And I said, well, so what is it you don't know about patience? Or how is it that you live in impatience? What is that like for you? And he sat down, he he sat there for a minute, and he got up and he went and got another beer and came back and sat down. He said, do you really want to know about impatience? I can tell you about impatience. I don't know if I can tell you anything about being patient. And so he started telling me all these different things that set him off the people at work, situations at home, and his friends. And as he was talking, I realized that it was all because he didn't have conversations with people. He just expected them to know what it was he was wanting from them. But he wasn't telling them, necessarily. Or if he told them, he told them in such a way that they went into rebellion and felt like he was pushing them away. And so as he was talking and sharing that, I said, well, have you ever tried to tell them that? Have you ever tried to tell them what it is you want or what you're feeling or what you're experiencing from them? And he goes, tell them? What do you mean tell them? At work, I'm the boss. I don't tell them what I'm going through or what I'm feeling. I just tell them what they need to do. And I go, so are you the boss at home? And he goes, well, I'd like to think I am, but I don't think I am. And I said, are you your boss of your friends? And he goes, well, no, I'm not. So I said, this impatience, is it because you have something you want to tell me or tell them that you're not telling them? And he goes, where do you get off telling me these things? I don't need you know, a kid telling me 
what I'm doing wrong. I'm supposed to be telling you what you're doing wrong. And I go, Dad, I'm not telling you what you're doing wrong. That's not what this is about. What I'm sharing with you is my process and my wanting to try to understand this new thing I've got stirring inside of me. And I just happen to see that maybe I could learn something with you and from you. And he goes, okay, I'll tell you what I want to tell them. I want to tell them that a lot of them are just full of bullshit. And I went, okay. (laughs) Hadn't heard my dad talk like that. But I found out later that's how he talks at work. At home, it's a different voice. And he says, I don't like putting up with other people's stuff. I don't want them putting their stuff on me. And then he said, wait a minute. I just realized when I walked in the house today, I was putting my stuff on you guys. 